What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your favorite host here, Monster D Face, bringing you guys another weekly installment of some Fortnite content. We have a lot going on this week. We're going to be kicking things off covering the FNCS Global Prize Pool. As we knew it was going to be a multi-million dollar tournament, but now we have that prizing breakdown and some of the uh some of the feedback from the community. We'll talk all about it. Um also, very shockingly, there will be no org representation in game at Globals. Definitely want to highlight that. This is a uh, uh what is happening moment right now for esports. And then of course, as you can see from the title, the plus more is going to be covering how esports awards i think hates fortnite and there's a lot of third party stuff going on so plenty of things to talk about here as we start gearing up uh this week it is just myself in svg svg my brother what's going on not too much been um busy i know you've been tired i've been kind of starting my day much earlier too so trying to get to bed earlier and waking up earlier for my own personal gains and my wife's heck yeah heck yeah man yeah no what happened was i woke up at 2 a.m so i had like let's call it three hours of sleep woke up at 2 a.m for a dark and darker update patch to start filming early content for the release yeah i'm like back on the grind hours for the game and that was my downfall because i then had to take care of the baby at 7 a.m so yeah there, there you have it uh very few hours uh and then had some power nap and now uh you know dad life continues so it was uh it's a little crazy um y'all may not ever hear the ruined intro that i started this episode with because i cut it off and started over <laughs> but it was terrible <laughs> so anyways man uh thank you guys for listening with us thank you guys for tuning in downloading the episodes every single week and uh, yeah, man, we appreciate y'all on whatever platform you're listening in from. Let's jump into what we want to talk about today. I want to start with the FNCS Global Prize Pool has been announced. I like what I'm seeing. Uh, an extremely top-heavy prizing breakdown. SVG, take me through some of the highlights of this overall prizing structure. So we knew it was going to be $4 million total, but we didn't know how it was going to be broken apart. And now we finally get to learn that. So it's $1 million for first place, which is just a big bag. And I think that number is just, it means a lot for a lot of people to see a million dollars there. So that's sick. And then six fifty dollars for second, $400K for third, $300K for fourth, two hundred dollars for fifth, one fifty. dollars 120, 180th, and then $50,000 to anyone that gets 10th through 15th. And, you know, it's pretty solid. The people that just qualified, so say you make it to the lower bracket, but you don't get to participate in the final day, you're still going home with $4,000 or $2,000 apiece, which I, I think is a pretty solid prize pool. It's very cool that if you basically make it to stage two, you get paid. For being a part of the festivities if you will of the of the tournament weekend very very sick and then like you said the pricing starts to jump up pretty substantially as you start getting into that top 50 bracket for everyone of course playing for the duos event but yeah i'm with you man a million dollars just looks it, it just looks so sexy as that first place spot you know you know folks are going to be walking away you know it's gonna it's gonna feel so good that celebratory moment at the end let's not forget some of the highlights that we look back on to this day are like the the more gauzy 250 grand, you know, like W's that he had at, at Twitch Invitation and whatnot. Like, you know, it, it just it feels really good when it's when it's 
those big big numbers and i think we we respectively have quite a a massive prize pool up at the top um as far as community feedback i think a lot of folks would uh have thrown two two thumbs up in the air i i think some people were happy but i did see a pretty just outlandish comment come out of reason reasons a european professional player you guys might remember him uh he had his dominant run um not last year but the year before that so it was around 2021 to 2022 stretch where he was just going absolutely dominant um had his moment representing for uh the german community but he had to come out and say and he called the prize pool mid he's like yo this is this is mid what so what what could possibly be bad about a million dollars in first place and several hundreds of thousands of dollars for top five i'm not sure what more you want at this point so personally i don't really have a problem with it but I will play devil's advocate here, right? I think that if there are going to be some complaints, okay, 10th and 15th getting the same amount of money, we probably could have broken down the tiers a little more so that it's scaled with each and every placement. Like, that's honestly the only thing that I can say. And if you're a player like Reason, you're qualifying to that second day, so you're probably like, why are these people on 51st to 75th taking my money? So like that could be part of it. And he just fully expects himself to qual. He'll definitely feel different if he doesn't qualify. But <laughs> right. um, yeah, I don't know what else you could really ask for, for something like this. It, it will be interesting to look back to see if for whatever godforsaken reason, he doesn't quite make it to the last or at least the second stage if he uh if he feels differently about earning some money uh Iamzo had a lot to say about it he was like hey bro listen you don't like it you don't have to show up someone else would be happy to go ahead and earn that cash i just found that to be super interesting just a fun little tidbit conversation going back and forth so it seems like uh for now the prize pool very very nice um that's set in stone last week we covered of course how some players were not able to attend or revoked their um opportunity to attend this event and they are replaced uh feel free to date back in time check out the previous episode to cover all of the russian player drama that basically happened there prize pools in the hundreds of thousands of dollars were taken away from winners and of course some spots replaced for grabs and i think one of the big things that the one million dollars for first place will do for fortnite is put it back in headlines of mainstream media that necessarily wasn't going to cover it anyway you know you have your certain esports gaming websites that would have covered the global championship regardless but i think a four million dollar total prize pool a one million dollar first place prize pool that will help bring in some like less traditional Fortnite media outlets which is only good for the game yeah jimmy fallon uh, hit us up we need we need global coverage <laughs> or something i don't know we've seen him do several interviews of Fortnite pro players before but also you know this this means a lot especially for the smaller countries or um, you know, different different of smaller populations of where the players are competing from because you notice that a lot of local news outlets will pick it. Like if if you win, basically, right, you come first place. Um, it's a big deal in other places. It may not be a big deal in Texas, but like who knows in Brazil or you know Poland or whatever. Like you really become like almost the star of your country it, there's a different level of pride i guess i should say that um we see reflected and yeah those news outlets although we may not get to see them uh in their communities definitely does make some some pretty interesting and, and fun headlines but talking about headlines talking about conversation starters i hit upon this 
topic at the very start. And there's really not much to say about this uh, other than I'm disappointed and very much confused. But we're here to report the news to you that there will be nor or no org representation in-game at Globals. Now, I'm not sure how true this is, but it seems to be pretty true. Um, this news source from when I first saw about it was from 50 Torrance. He is... I think an active uh, player manager for Team Dignitas at the current moment. He helped put together that star-studded roster, um, which for some might have looked like a no-brainer. But if you follow Fortnite, you know he picked out some of the, you know, most dedicated and hardworking individuals and put together a great team SVG. But yeah, apparently he's getting this internal dialogue or conversation from somewhere um, amongst either that be Epic or the tournament organizers. Blast that they're not going to be able to have dignitas in their team names that's that's ridiculous for organization yeah i very much trust what 50 says and i imagine he probably vetted it too like he doesn't normally go to social media as a first response so this was probably like a i tried and knocked on the door a few times was told no okay i'm putting this out there because i find this to be ridiculous and you know what i, I kind of have to agree with that sentiment it's like why you know why not have organization representation in game? These are the people that are funding these players ability to play these games. And I know Fortnite is also paying to a certain extent, but at the same time, there becomes very, very, very little value. If you can't even put your name on your, on any kind of graphic, any kind of in-game display. The only thing that you could do is wear a jersey again that needs to be vetted but like that's common sense you can't just wear any dumb jersey with some random nft or crypto scam on it <laughs> um but at the same time like what harm does it do just to have like a dig acorn or i do understand there's some less favorable organizations out there but hey you just draw a line like it's what if, not that hard what if this all happened because of that that 2 a.m ceo just taking shots on the timeline and doing all types of ridiculous video content for impressions on uh, Twitter. He's he's one of the few org owners, and uh, you know he's got a lot of players signed. I think there's some possibly representing. <clears throat> excuse me at the uh, FNCS Invitational. I don't know. I just I haven't seen any like bad play right in, in in the Fortnite ecosystem when it comes down to orgs in just a recent time things have obviously simmered down there's way less orgs that are attempting to build in Fortnite so it makes sense that we would have a little less of um you know dramatized headlines or anything like that but if there's anyone i mean it, there's it's that guy he's he's <laughs> that dude's a, a different breed man i don't even know what to say i don't interact with this post because i'm just like i i can't serve as a signal boost but man it's it's ridiculous the the stuff that he posts out there what what if it's his fault i want someone to blame here uh, my point svg i'm not sure if you if you're catching my drift here i i oh, hate my. to have to say epic made this decision for no reason you know <laughs> i'm trying to find one i can't really find one but that that's my yeah. that's my scapegoat right now i wouldn't you know, probably. Maybe. <laughs> There's a better than 1% chance <laughs> that that is the reason why. Um, but at the same, like, why not just say, okay, we're not having 2 a.m. representation at F Fortnite. And 
It, that is what it is. And you want to come compete at our event? You have to follow our rules. Disclaimer: This is a this is a huge reach, hypothetical speculation. I'm joking, but I'm not. I'm just I'm throwing darts, guys, blindly. I'm really, really reaching here. I just have no idea why this time around we've had orgs on screen in the past, and you know we've we've also had our controversies of. Remember the time when they cut that sponsor off of off the jersey? I think that was at the World Cup. That was insane. So we've seen we've seen very very crazy things. We know how strict it can get when it comes down to the product um, and, and and you know what gets put on. But this one, man, this one's this one's a huge question mark because, like we mentioned, organizations truly are the lifeline of esports spaces as a whole. Um, this is what drives the motivation. Sometimes the aspiration, right, and inspiration for players to have something to chase. Players don't just chase prize pools. They chase legacy. They chase the dream. They chase, you know, sometimes that, that bigger goal. And that end goal for, for most, honestly, I would say, is probably being a part of a truly, you know, world-class professional esports team. And take that as you will. Um, yeah, sure, the esports economy is in shambles. We've seen how a, a team like FaZe is the best example can be at that world-class level and come crashing down. It's, it's that, you know, um, uh, uh, fragile, right? The entire economy. But that is what folks chase to this day. And I think one of the scary things is if I'm an organization and I can't even get representation at the biggest event of the year, like obviously, yeah, you can wear your jersey, but I, 50 makes this point, very little screen time that you're going to get and i don't know maybe there's going to be a few thousand people there that see the jersey what value do i get if i can't have representation at the biggest event of the year and it really makes me fear the i mean we are already scarce with fortnite org representation and mm -hmm. it will probably only get worse because there was a moment where it seemed like fortnite was going to be much more supportive of orgs and it seems like we've receded from that, and now we're back to where we were at during the World Cup. And when 50 says he doesn't get a lot of screen time, he is talking directly from his most recent experience with the FNCS Invitational, where Kanata performed exceptionally well. And, and also just, sorry, the recent um, FNCS uh, event that happened, and obviously Kanata came out in first. Uh, the, the last couple times Kanata was a part of a tournament, he vocally, in you know, you know, went to socials and saying like, hey, man, like, dude, my players weren't shown that much. Like, I don't have too much official tournament footage. Like, he had a hard time basically putting together a post package showing you that, yeah, your teammate do great. But like, you know, you, you can't count on the show capturing everything and bringing all the value to you. It, it really is a hit or miss. And, you know, sometimes you're going to get a lot of air times. Most of the time, you're not. There's There's hundreds of players that have to get, you know... Uh, equal coverage and, and the battles of course always come first so you know it's it's all about the action so it's very interesting to see that go down so 50 has a very particular perspective um another reach huge speculation just came to my mind what if it's because na is basically dominated by dig nataz right team dig and they're just like dude the only team org that's going to be on display is like dignitas and maybe one other what what if there's like a monopoly going on and maybe they're just like ah that's not really you know part of the vision we'd rather just see names at that point no shot
No, absolutely no, no shot. There's I'm, ways. I'm reaching. I'm there reaching. are enough orgs that are participating that would help it be spread out to where it's not a problem. We got Elite has several players going. 2AM, unfortunately, has several players going. There's going to be some Man City guys there from EU. I don't even know the EU. Like, Falcons, I guess, is still an organization. Alba has a few of the Asia guys. Yeah, yeah, like, true, true, true. There, there's enough. There's enough. That I, I don't think that would be the I'm hard, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking for an outlet, SVG. <laughs> I'm trying. I get it, man. I'm trying. Well, anyways, guys, uh, y'all can feel free to speculate at home as well. Uh, tweet us your wildest theories and conspiracies as to what's going on here. A uh, couple other quick hits here. Rocket Ram has been nerfed, but SVG, guess what? Customs don't really let us test what the competitive game mode is. This has opened up a huge conversation around the whole, how do we prepare for the global championship when we really can't prepare? And there's not enough in-game tournaments, I think, in circulation right now for them to feel um, comfortable with the practice. Do you think this is going to lower the caliber of play as we start leaning into global championships? I feel like I feel like we've seen instances where because of the recent changes to the way comp works, the people that put in that extra effort have the coaches, have the folks that kind of know the little nuances and those you know tips and tricks, if you will, come out. Guns blazing. I'm talking camiseti, you know, uh, uh, shield bubbling the boat, and then like hitting heavy rotates where it's just like, well, these guys are invincible. Clearly, they prepared, but we didn't even even get to see this in motion, right? Um, it is kind of a cool thing that practice is so shambles that we get to see the mind blowing tactics pulled out on tournament day. But it also is painfully um evident that the players hate it and tournament organizers like myself are not happy with the uh very limited options if you will yeah i was talking to queasy on the fn story and i was asking it this exact thing like a good question. bro how do you feel about having to practice a game mode that is not the game mode he's like i could complain about it or i could just put in the effort and practice like i don't like it obviously it's not good but Ultimately, I have to practice something and I have to practice as realistically as possible in the practice I'm given, knowing what I'm going to have to practice. Mm. So that is a great mindset. But at the same time, I your initial question, do you think this is going to hinder the lobby, the overall potential that we could have? 100%. Like if you're essentially hitting someone in the knees before they even get to play the game when they're practicing and then they get to play a totally different game when they're actually playing. I mean, we are taking the potential skill of the lobby and chopping it by a significant amount. Now, how much is that? I can't exactly say, but the fact that duo cash cups don't have siphon solo cash cups don't have siphon. And now everyone's going to be going into this FNCS globals and Siphon will be enabled. This isn't me saying to disable Siphon for FNCS. <laughs> I'm saying the exact opposite. We've had this conversation, but there's all these little things that prevent the players from what I believe is reaching their skill potential um, and just the potential of this tournament because ultimately it's hindering the development of the scene when we're practicing one thing and then playing another. Yeah, you know, it would really be cool if Epic invested the resources even into creative to like, you know, third party source, a team to build 
a competitive loophole and like actually maintenance it and have maybe an official creative competitive thing in rotation right i don't know some something's better than nothing at least if it's coming from the source right that that is always very much promising but yeah you know it, it all very much ties in that we're we're in a spot but like i said there is that there is that other side that i i genuinely am, am so interested on event days it's the awe it's the shock moment when like holy crap these guys prepared something no one saw coming that's still a very great or or like just just you know, uh, interesting moment that definitely has happened and has happened a lot in the last year, especially when you start to review the tournaments. Grand finals is a single day, though. So you don't have time to adjust anymore, steal a strategy, or, you know what I mean, uh, adapt necessarily. You really are playing in the moment with whatever you come prepared with. Yeah, and the preparation is going to be key. So the players who most understand, or actually not even most, the players that create the meta of the tournament are going to be the ones that come out on top as long as they're able to like repeatedly do that. Um, and I, I think with the rocket Ram nerf, so we're going off third party data pulling, which is what's telling us this is what the nerf is because as of this recording, we don't have evidence of it being used in a tournament just yet. So we kind of have to just guess and Osirian underscore GG on Twitter said there's a limited rocket ram in comp which means it has three charges instead of unlimited and that's also where we're getting the data of it's no longer going to deal damage but again they could be wrong so we don't fully know what's going to happen we'll have to wait till friday to see what happens in the duo cash cup and see what this thing looks like but i i do like that point you make of like there is only one day preparation is going to be paramount to your success and the teams that are able to do it because everyone's playing in the same lobby, playing with the same rules, the teams that don't make the excuses leading up to this event and just practice what they can are ultimately going to be the best. We'll see. We'll see who has that big, big wow factor because it's it's going to mean a lot. There's a million dollars up on the line for first place, and uh, it's, it's really all or nothing. Six gut-wrenching games are going to be played. It's going to be sick, guys. Um, That's two weeks away. How close we are rolling up into the uh, good old global championship right around the corner. Um, moving on to uh, this topic here. This is a pretty interesting one. So we had this discussion about the esports awards you know, pretty much every single year. But for some reason, SVG, we have noticed there has been a lack of favoritism or a lack of representation thereafter of Fortnite at all of these. And I mean, this entire episode is kind of hinted at the... Uh, uh, problems that we have in our competitive space, but I can't imagine there's someone on the panelist team of the esports awards that's like, yeah, I know all those things the boys are talking about right there, right? Like from the outside, the surface has to look like, dude, it's it's a multi million dollar tournament. What could be wrong with the game, right? From from a competitive perspective, the the narrative can't be so far away from the. From like this being a type of competition that Fortnite isn't in the conversation. Yeah, and I think Fortnite is in the conversation for esports game of the year, but not a single player was nominated or a coach was nominated in any of the categories. So or talent. Or even, yeah, or talent. Like so that's just kind of 
tells me that the people aren't paying attention or don't consider Fortnite a legitimate esport. But at the same time, they totally ruin that it's not a legitimate esport by having it nominated in the esports game of the year category. So it just tells me they don't pay attention. They don't know who the top players are in Fortnite that would be deserving. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a shame because I think there are definitely people that are deserving. And just because we don't have the traditional esports org making it very simple for here's the player I can look at, here's the coach I can look at, here's the org I can look at, it doesn't mean that there's not deserving players, coaches, talent. Like, that should be up there. Yeah, that is true. Nominate practice server. Hello, guys. Like, we, we bring effort and, and support all the time to esports. Where's our love, huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? New battle. We're uh we're we're gonna start targeting the esports awards, guys. No, but but seriously, you know they they put on a, a pretty great spectacle every year. We've seen, I think we've seen Booga nominated, right? Like you know, kind of kind of the the uh the poster boys that you would expect the super heavy big name the the, the those that have transcended. I think outside of the gaming space, um, up in conversation in some of these gaming spaces, but Fortnite in particular doesn't quite get the uh the eyeballs it deserves, but. Who knows, man? Again, there's there's a lot going on right now. Hopefully, that conversation, the narrative, um, starts to shift after this FNCS Global Championship. If you really think about it, when we look back at what this year was, this is the biggest tournament series track that Epic has ever put on. It's been the longest. It's season to season to season that culminates into the most skillful players. You know, bigger than just a singular lobby meeting at a land to then compete for the last. And final spots it is very much as competitive as it can get um and it's the biggest tournament series we've seen fortnite ever put on so hopefully there have been tons of learnings and next year we get to gear up for something even better and we have the uh you know the media outlets supporting us in our corner svg because that that does make the difference it helps grow and cultivate the space and you know bring a bring a new level i think of fandom potentially to the game I'm going to take this moment to nominate people that I think are deserving. Oh, let's One go. is Levin 2K. I, I think Levin has done a phenomenal job this year. He's been there for literally every event. Um, and his boy, Blood X, I think is also deserving as coach of the year. So I don't, I believe Levin would technically be a color caster, color commentator, although I know he's done a couple of different things. And the reason why I don't think Blood X is. Well, I know Blood X doesn't fit their criteria for coach of the year because it has to be an organization hired coach that works with a single team, whereas that's not how it works in Fortnite. For player of the year, I don't know that anyone is really deserving. I'm going to be genuine that I don't think that there's a standout player this year that is going to be better than, you know, somebody that had a crazy year-long apex legends like imperial hal was fucking up oh, was sick this year <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was we have, we have no dominant. bleep buttons guys uh sorry that one made it in but now <laughs> boys will be boys hey man no I'm, I'm with you this year this year has been interesting usually every year like we said we see these these pop-offs these standout names um i mean we we know who's had a great year kanada definitely had his good year acorn had a great year cold had a great year um but dominant like 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 dominant year 
we could clearly call to years where like Miro was that guy, right? Or like, yeah. you know, there were real particular players that um absolutely were standout that were undeniably um the best throughout the year. This year definitely has been a, a bit more of a toss-up. But again, there's all these factors. I think it does boil you down, possibly down to like the the system of customs that's happening right now. Um, practice being all over the place does uh, does skew season to season depending on how you get to prepare. So, uh, a couple last minute things we want to talk about here. Uh, we've seen some cool stuff come out of FN Competitive. Shout out to them. Continue to try to push the edge with uh, the content they're coming out. Check out uh, what's going on with what they're posting. They just dropped some Fortnite player cards which looks super sick, giving you a little bit of insight on the players. They're still pushing ticket sales. Hopefully we see some of you guys out there in Denmark in the weeks to come as they are, um, you know, again, continuously promoting the fact that they are selling tickets for the land. And then, of course, we have a bunch of third-party stuff kicking off. SVG, talk to me about a few of the last, uh, you know, couple things that have been unfolding the last few weeks and, and what's to come here for the space. So we have the CCA Fortnite College Carball Association featuring Fortnite tournament. Terrible name. <laughs> we'll, we'll let that sit there for they, a second. They, oh, so just the, the uh, I guess the insight. That company, Efuse, purchased a company called College Carball, which was a Rocket League third-party organizer, tournament organizer. And then... They took that entire track and for whatever reason co-branded all the Fortnite stuff under their Rocket League umbrella. Don't ask why, but it was someone's decision. That's where I think the CCA name originally all comes from. Um, it was an acquisition and then a tournament track built under that acquisition from a completely different game. Yeah, that rubs me the wrong way and I'll bring that <laughs> up whenever I get a chance to. You can find them at twitch.tv slash collegecarballfn. Yeah, yeah, um, it's weird. <laughs> which is, <laughs> anyway, they kicked off. It's instead of, um, we've seen a lot of these Battle Royale style, style tournaments, um, but now they're doing more of a creative style with UEFN maps doing college versus college. So that's interesting to see. I kind of like that model more because it builds that fandom from colleges, builds that continuity between the players versus just like any random person at a school gets to play in a tournament, does nothing for the schools, doesn't really seem to do anything for Fortnite. So I like this model better um, and hopefully it continues to succeed. Yeah, that's a, uh, so there's, there's some question marks there. Question marks I have for this other tournament is phase X Monaco. FaZe is a North American-based, big-time brand. We all know it. We talk about it all the time. Monaco, however, is a European-based esports organization hailing out of France, SPG. Yes. Correct. Got, got that wrong at first, but <laughs> We yes. did get that wrong as we were doing our preparation, so we want to be sure this time. But yeah, so it, it, it's a very just out-of-the-blue collaboration. I don't understand why phase clan is uh partnering with this the main show is going to be put on the phase channel and i'm not sure if this is like a, a stab to try to bring in some french community for their french canadian you know player that got top five in the phase thing that they hosted wait to, hold on trying to figure out why you know I just looked this up. Monaco is actually its own independent country surrounded by France <laughs> and bordered by 10 miles of, or 
Italy's borders are about 10 miles away. Oh, there you so go. it's like a city state right on the corner of France and Italy. So to me, that gets even better because at least I had some reasoning of like, hey, maybe it's the French community and that one French, you know, that French speaking person on the FaZe Clan, maybe that's what they were trying to do. Bring some users, bring some eyeballs to him. But no, um, it just gets weirder. I don't know why this tournament's happened. Um, I'm happy that it is a $4,000 tournament. I'm happy that, uh, you know, our, our homie Boop or, you know, Panda, like he, as he likes to call it, his biggest <laughs> rival, uh, has a chance here. Um, they called him Monaco Boop, but Boop didn't announce that he's on Team Monaco. So for all we know, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe that's a little leak right there. Kind of interesting. I was just so curious about it. I'm confused. Yeah, that would be interesting if that was like his announcement post was them announcing the <laughs> tournament uh, and just never saying anything. But we'll see. I mean... The tournament format, I think, is interesting and a cool format uh, because it's two days. The first one is one NA Pro, one EU Pro, and they're playing two games on EU, two games on NA, and it's duos, so, you know, one on one on each team, in case that wasn't clear. And then the next day is a content creator and a Pro Cup, similar format with mixing the regions. Um, but, yeah, I don't... Why is FaZe... A part of this like to me it makes zero sense they have zero fortnite players they seem to be an absolute mess of an organization maybe they're just you know monaco came to them like yo can we slap your name on this they're like yeah wh whatever i guess or they don't even know like there could legitimately be <laughs> some like phase has no idea this is happening and someone just like was like yeah this is gonna be the phase what if <laughs> This be such a Fortnite thing to happen. What is some <laughs> fake face representative organized this title sponsorship and somehow convinced the directors over at Monaco like, hey guys, this is totally legit. We don't have any Fortnite players or any presence in this game, but we wanna we wanna be the headliners uh, for this event. Dude, I just don't know. Today's a weird day, guys. I have a lot of questions, and I don't have a lot of answers, man. Um, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> that uh, is actually so funny. Imagine it was just like some random. That is also the weirdest scam you could pull. Because well, that's one, going to take a lot of effort, and two, you get nothing out of it bro, besides a laugh. Here's, here's why I say this is totally possible. Don't forget, in Valorant, Knights GG was convinced by a 12-year-old to allow him to produce their official esports <laughs> show. He never hosted a tournament in his life, and he somehow got the keys to the channel, fully convinced them that he was a producer. He was literally 12 years old, and they gave him everything, and it was epic. horrendous, so epic, <laughs> so terrible. It was so bad, in fact, that real esports professionals came to his defense and tried to train him and embrace him and basically take him on there as a prodigy, but he was really just a scammer. I don't know, crazy, bro. This is this is esports that has happened. At this point, I wouldn't put it past me. Uh, my conspiracy is a fake face clan representative <laughs> organized this. It's only a four thousand dollars tournament. We've worked a phase in the past. We love. I love phase. I've got a great business relationship with them, or had one before they let go of all the people that I worked with from their company sad times but 
it was good while it lasted. We've always done big tournaments, though. It was never anything small. So this is like such a like, non-phase thing that I've ever seen announced from them. It's it's so interesting. The legacy of phase continues. Um, Twitch Rivals is the last hit here for third-party tournaments. I don't really know what's happening with Twitch Rivals, but I saw Sancho West broadcasting just we uh, recently. My guy Adam Savage and a couple other stuff. He's always up there, um, you know, hooking it up. It looks like there's some more Fortnite stuff coming around. There, uh, they've also been pretty big in the creator space and, of course, the creative space. Uh, you know, putting uh, new maps and stuff to the forefront. They haven't built anything themselves though. They've just been highlighting creators in the space. So I wonder. Um, yeah, if that is just going to be the continued narrative and if Epic is, yeah, just pumping pumping those advertising dollars into Twitch Rivals to continue to, yeah, showcase maps and stuff. What do you think? I believe it was one of Cypher PK's Superjoy Studios mm, that makes maps sense. that was created because this was the um, creator gauntlet with Cypher PK. Yep. So, like, Cypher PK was the, the main front face of this event. Um but it was it was cool. I mean, they did like a, a build style of event and it's almost like a zone wars map, I believe. Um, and this is number three. So multiple creative gauntlets. This was number three. Awesome to see them continuing this. And I mean, if anybody, aka like myself a couple of weeks ago, needs a reason to get invested in learning how to make maps or creating your own or creating a team, whatever it may be. The fact that this is now happening on a regular basis should tell you all that you need to know. Yeah, I mean, I had the pleasure of being a part of Nick A30's Creator um, Creator Cup series again. All part of the Rivals. It was very, very fun. So, hey, I'm I'm here for it. I like this. I don't have a, a why behind this. It's a good idea. I support it. Some of these other events, though, dude, I am confused. <laughs> but. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget, you can send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Hit Life with Panda up. Tell him you miss him. If you want to, uh, yeah, let, give him, show him some love. Uh, he did end up getting stuck somewhere in North Carolina. I don't know. SVG knows a little bit more, but it, it's, it's on the other side of the, the city, pretty much the town. Uh, and for that reason, he wasn't able to make today's episode. Uh, SVG, let the people at home know where they can find you throughout the week, man. Uh, it is somebody's gun on all platforms, or if you want to listen to me talk to Fortnite players, creators, anything along those lines, that's the FN story on all platforms. Let's go. Well, all right, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this week's episode. Until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boost those victory else. Peace, y'all. <laughs>